We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. I'm coming to you guys poolside down in sunny Florida. Uh, Hopefully I'll bring that warm weather back up uh, in the next couple days, uh, TJ. It's been a while. How have you been? Doing great. Yeah, Uh, certainly, you know, just continuing to kind of, from a football standpoint, it it definitely feels like another you know, weird spring session. I know it's great that spring practice has been able to occur, uh, but from a fan's, you know, point of view, there's just not been much for us to, to kind of chew on. Uh, we're getting some, you know, some tweets and some little videos of, of things that are going on, but not a whole lot for us to be able to sink our teeth into, which is uh, disappointing, but certainly understandable. Um, you know, I'm not complaining that Indiana is doing anything incorrectly, but uh, definitely would love to get back to the point where we'd have some, you know, a spring game and that we'd be able to have, uh, you know, people at practice to, to give us some information for whatever it would be worth. You know, it's always not the wisest thing to make sweeping conclusions based on spring practice, but some information is better than none. So, uh, but I guess we'll take what we can get and be happy that uh, spring practice has been able to occur at all this year, which is cer- certainly a, an upgrade over, over 2020. Yeah, and, and I, I go back to, you know, when Kevin Tom Allen's staff has been awesome letting us in at practice and more than stretching, going back to Kevin Wilson's days, it was, you know, you had the stretching and the individual parts and you, you can't judge people well. You know, he touched his toes on, on this stretch but he didn't really touch his toes on that stretch. So it's, it's uh, dying to go back to those days where you could go watch your know, warmups a little bit, but Indiana's their social media team has done a fantastic job. I think starting from 2020 uh, and on bringing us inside the program. Um, you're right. It's really hard to tell what's going on in spring practice because you're not, getting ready for a game you're going back to the basics you're installing and this is why spring this year's spring practice if indiana could get in all 15 which they should even though they had a practice canceled uh last week they yep. should be able to get it all in 15 you get to install nick sheridan's offense fully which they didn't get to do last year because if you're going into they had four spring practices with the new offensive coordinator and yeah he'd been on staff for a while but there's little nuances that that were different than Kane or than Kalen DeBoer's offense. Uh, that you just by the time you get to fall camp with all the starting and stopping, and then the restrictions of how many players you could have in a group, and and all that stuff, it was near impossible to to actually install 
a full offense um, that, uh, you know, that, that works. So it's going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like uh, in the fall. I think this is a great opportunity for Jack Tuttle uh, to get lots of reps uh, with Michael Penix out. And now, unfortunately, Dexter Williams is out too with an ACL injury. That happened about a week ago. Uh, so it's, it's Jack Tuttle, and then you have a handful of, of walk-ons with Grant Grimmel, uh, Will Johnson, and some others. So, you know, for as much time as Jack Tuttle missed and, you know, having spring practice canceled last year and then out with Mono the year before that he missed half of spring practice, now he's back, uh, you know, now he could catch up on, on some of that work. And there's, you know, hopefully they know how to balance – you know, are you giving him too much work where he's burning out and maybe not materializing or processing all the stuff uh, versus, you know, okay, now we're, you know, filling in the gaps that, that Tuttle had the last couple of years and, and things like that. And then defensively, you're bringing in Charlton Warren uh, on defense. His scheme, it's they're going to run the four-two-five. It looks like the bull is going to be a bigger point of emphasis this year. Uh, it's been a position on the IU defense since IU or since Tom Allen came in in 2016 as defensive coordinator. But you know, talking to Casey Teagarden today, he said this is the first time they're starting to recruit solely for that position or especially for that position. And you have guys with the skill set to play that position. You saw it last year as well. So the emphasis on that position, um, I think, is going to be a little bit more than it was last year under Kane Womack. But the good thing is, is that you have um, you have a veteran defense. You don't lose much in terms of player personnel. You know, Jamar Johnson is a big loss, but you also get Marcelino Ball back uh, and things like that. So it's it should be a veteran squad moving forward where spring practice, you know what you need to do and you get it done efficiently and you can move on. Um, if people haven't noticed, uh, haven't uh, noticed yet, uh, Indiana did cancel their spring game format. They will scrimmage. Um, it would be hard to believe that fans would be allowed down, um, especially since they're not allowing fans or family down for little five as well. So, you know, hopefully they allow it to be televised, but I could understand why they made the move. You have one healthy scholarship quarterback. You kind of want to protect him, um, you know, and spring practice, the biggest thing is injuries uh, and preventing injuries and things like that. And with all the fanfare of a spring game and doing all the, the stuff for the fans, you kind of get away from getting in all the work that's necessary. Uh, and with that mispractice, now they'll make it up, but it'll be a different, you know, the, they're going to do different activities according to Tom Allen. Um, but, you know, it gives the coaches a little bit more freedom to, you know, instead of having the punt catching competition, you could, hey, let's run this play again. Let's try this situation and, and things like that. So what, what's your take on – on the spring game being moved? Well, I think if, if coaches could get away with doing this every year, I think they probably would. Um, it, it's simply, you know, I think a personal preference for them to just be able to 
do a scrimmage slash practice as opposed to uh, some type of jerry-rigged game. Um, now, it's disappointing for fans just because, you know, we're desperate for anything we can get. Uh, it would be great to see either a telecast of it, uh, some type of streaming, um, maybe, you know, similar to the Don Fisher and Mike Woodson thing, uh, interview that they had, you know, you stream it on Facebook Live or some type of social media platform. Um, I, I think what's more likely is probably that, you know, you're right, the social media team has done tremendous uh, work for the football program. So maybe, you know, they put together, you know, several different kind of highlight packages uh, and release those starting on Saturday and, and working through uh, maybe the next week, you know, that you drop um, different highlight packages from that day. Um, I, I do think that you do have to be incredibly careful if you're Tom Allen because of the injuries at quarterback. Uh, right now, if Indiana, you know, played, say, Iowa uh, in the season opener on May 1st instead of April 1st, uh, you know, we have one scholarship quarterback and, and it's very possible. I know that the plan is definitely for Michael Penix to be full go and fall practice and a hundred percent ready to roar uh, in Kinnick stadium. However, it's very possible as much as we don't like to think about it, that he's not quite ready to go. If that happens, then you've got a couple of key early matchups in the season, Iowa and Cincinnati, uh, which are both going to be ranked opponents, um, that you, know, you only have Jack Tuttle for. And that would be a scary uh, situation for the Hoosiers. So uh, protecting Jack Tuttle right now is really priority number one uh, for the spring. And yes, getting him work, getting him snaps, but making sure nobody even thinks about touching him. Yep. I, I agree with that as well. It's, uh, foremost, the, 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 the number one thing that you gotta, you gotta be, um, you gotta be, cognizant of is keeping your quarterback now you have donovan mccully uh coming in as well but you don't want to walk into kinnick stadium with a true freshman quarterback who's doesn't have a spring under his belt no um so no he is from a development standpoint uh even with a, a full fall camp uh donovan mccully is not going to be ready to participate uh, in a Big Ten game in September of 2021. That's um, simply not a far from ideal situation, I think, to put it mildly. Now, I, I did see some speculation from fans uh, online that, hey, do we now pursue some type of, you know, transfer quarterback, uh, you know, after spring practice? And in short, the answer is, well, I guess, but how on earth are you going to sell anybody that's worth a scholarship to come in and at best 
you third would hope string. be a third stringer. Yeah. I mean, you're you're playing behind Jack Tuttle. You are working under the assumption that Michael Penix is going to be healthy. So if that's your your mind of thinking, then you'd have to sell somebody on being a third string quarterback. And at that point, you know, are you getting anybody worth the quality of handing a scholarship to? And I think the answer is probably no. Um, if, if something, you know, awful happened and Michael Penix had a setback and then Jack Tuttle gets hurt, uh, you know, what do you do at that point? I, I think you'd have to get, you'd have to choose between McCauley and throwing him into the fire, um, when you know he's, he's not there, uh, or getting really creative, with your offense and your quarterback position. So um, either way, that would be a, a situation we do not want to spend time thinking about, but I'm sure the coaches uh, are going to have an emergency plan in place. Yep. And one thing we do want to think about TJ is betting on sports or making wagers. Uh, the NCAA tournament is coming to an end. We got the final four this weekend, uh, but baseball is starting up. NBA is in full swing, uh, and the uh, the Final Four is here. Uh, so Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your sports books sports book experts. Also. In partnership with eBay Sneakers, TJ, I know there are a lot of sneakerheads out there. Uh, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. Uh, in partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each person purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers. We'll enter you into a drawing for uh, one of the pairs of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, whether it's a rare, um, it's free to sell sneakers, uh, $100 or more on, on eBay. They got rid of their, uh, their fee. Um, they have a great authenticity guarantee. So it, it guarantees your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So head on over to eBay uh, to get your sneakers. Uh, TJ, let's change gears a little bit and uh, get on over to, to Pro Day. Um, Indiana has Pro Day tomorrow. There are seven Hoosiers who are chasing their NFL dreams uh, and things like that. Who do you think is the Hoosier who has the best chance of being drafted the highest? My opinion, and I'm certainly not a, a draft expert, my opinion would be Jamar Johnson. Uh, Indiana safety that, uh, you know, I think could accurately be described as a ball hawk, uh, playmaking safety, however you want to describe it. I, I think he, a guy that makes plays like he does, does have a place in the NFL. Um, and I think that Jamar Johnson, I have no clue where he slots in on NFL draft boards, but uh, just from watching the NFL, players like Jamar Johnson 
uh, end up having a big impact on teams. Uh, so I would guess that it would be Jamar Johnson. Uh, the, the guy after him is probably Jerome Johnson uh, for me. I think, um, again, uh, a, a large space-eating defensive lineman, those have uh, spots in the NFL. I think those two guys probably jump off to me. Uh, and then Stevie Scott, obviously, you know, terrific running back for the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, I, I hope that, that he is able to, to find a spot. And there's, you mentioned it, there's seven guys. I think all of them uh, definitely have their qualities that, that they will be able to showcase. Um, but the, the one that jumps out on to me is Jamar Johnson as a potential, uh, you know, future Pro Bowl type guy if he gets into the right situation and continues to develop. Yeah, uh, you know, Jamar Johnson would be my choice as well. Um, we'll see, uh, you know, what happens. I think, you know, it's tough to take a punter in the draft, maybe late in the round. Hayden Whitehead is a guy uh, who gets chosen. He had a fantastic year, uh, but he'll definitely get a at least a, an undrafted free agent or at least a tryout uh, and things like that. But uh, Javon Swan's another guy um, who can eat up space. He's a little light on the on the, being a space eater, but he had a productive year. Not he didn't get that many tackles, but he knocked down passes and he was in pursuit uh, of things as well. Uh, the guy that is the most interesting might be Harry Kreider. He's a guy who could play yeah. center. He could play both guards. He's a versatile offensive lineman which teams like as well. And then you got to see how Wap Billiard does as well. Uh, Cause he's a guy who could also play special teams. He was great on punk coverage last year as well. Uh, you know, running down the field, it's, it'll be interesting to see what his scores are on, on the 40. And it's just, it's a, a different, um, it's a different type of, experience because there was no scout in-person scouting combine uh this year so you know pro day this is the this is like the one pro day you'd love to go to because they're going to do everything uh and, and you can watch it usually pro days it's you know one guy a couple guys will run their 40 a couple guys will sit out they'll do their bench press and it's kind of you know it's four hours to watch a couple guys do a couple of things but now you have seven guys who are going to go through pro day and they're going to do everything. And there are guys who are, you know, they're going to be drafted. The, the Indiana draft streak is going to continue. So it'll be interesting to see pro days tomorrow. We'll tweet out the scores as they come in from, from Indiana football. Uh, another reminder, TJ tonight is the banquet Indiana football awards banquet for the awards. What I assume are the awards from last season and not spring ball. So we'll have those um, as they come out at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, but let's talk a little recruiting, TJ. Uh, it's been kind of quiet, but Indiana got their first commit of the 2023 class. I forgot his name. Um, Denzel Moore. And Denzel Moore, a linebacker out of, he's actually listed as a weak side. He would he's going to be perfect for that bowl position. He's uh, at a, at a Georgia. He's got a ton of offers. He's not ranked yet in terms of star rankings, but that's because 
of COVID, uh, not being able to go and evaluate players and being in the 2023 class. I, I think he's a great pickup. Uh, what is your, your opinion on Denzel Moore? Well, for me, the primary way that I evaluate recruits, whether this is right or wrong, uh, I look at who else is pursuing this kid. Uh, and, you know, obviously you want to watch their highlight films and, you know, the best is to be able to watch their full games and see the entire package. That's best case scenario. We don't get to do that with guys that uh, typically you know, that are not in the state of Indiana. Um, so I look at their offer list, who is not just offering them, but really attempting to land them with a, a serious recruitment. Uh, and Denzel Moore's offer list was terrific. I mean, uh, Georgia, Auburn, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Michigan, Miami, Minnesota, Notre Dame, uh, Texas, uh, Texas A&M, you know, a lot of very high-powered schools that Indiana was going up against for the commitment of Denzel Moore. They land him. The first thing you think of is, uh, you know, that's a long time until signing day. Are we going to keep this kid? He definitely seems very committed. Uh, and he's, you know, talking about uh, starting, you know, recruiting on the, uh, the other 2023 prospects and to build that class. Um, like you said, he's going to play that bull position, it would seem. Uh, he's 6'2". He's got good length. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that, Indiana is now recruiting specifically for that bull position as opposed to kind of plugging guys into it after they get on campus and uh, figuring out where they fit. They're, they have a specific, or Charlton Warren and Tom Allen both have a specific uh, person in mind or, or a body type in mind and an athlete in mind that they want to go out and get to fill that position. And I think that Denzel Moore based on their comments and what he looks like to me, he fits that right away. Uh, he's got good size, really good speed, and Indiana has told him, this is where we see you playing. So um, it was Charlton Warren's you know, recruit, really, because he was after him at Georgia before coming to Indiana, uh, and a, a good first one to land for our new defensive coordinator. Yeah, and, and he was very big in, the, in his recruiting process as well. Uh, to, to land him. Uh, what's more important, it seems that June is going to be when everything opens back up in terms of recruiting and taking um, taking official visits. And if you go on to the 247 sports site and look at the official visits that IU has already set um, and they're starting June 11th, you have a ton of prospects. It's probably the biggest day coming the weekend of June 18th where you have six prospects coming in. But you have 12 prospects, you know, three-star or better. There are, I believe, six four-star prospects has scheduled official visits uh, for Indiana. It's going to be a wild June to see how many of these visitors they can get to commit and stick in this class of 2022. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, you know, with the hire of Charlton Warren, the hire of Dylan McCullough, and the momentum that Indiana had, a lot of people were, okay, well, where are the commitments? Let's, let's start it. You know, let's get the 
get the ball rolling and capitalize on this momentum. It wasn't possible. Most kids are not going to commit without being able to set foot on your campus, see the facilities, meet the coaches face to face. That you know, as much as we wanted that to happen right away, it was not realistic. Yeah. However, those hires and the momentum of the program, it seems like, is really going to start paying off for the Hoosiers in June, uh, with you know some potentially big-time commitments. Uh, there's guys that Indiana's in great position with, but they want to be on campus. They want to see the facilities, as they should. It's a big decision for these guys. Uh, and you should absolutely take your due diligence when it becomes available to you. Yep. I, you know, based on what we know about how Indiana uh, has upgraded facilities and about how Indiana, uh, you know, the guys that they have on staff, they feel pretty good about themselves and their chances to land a commitment if there's a kid serious about them that they can get on campus. So I like Indiana's chances to come out of June with a really, really strong-looking 2022 class. Yeah, and it's now to the point of, hey, you have these top, you know, top prospects, or top 300, top five is 600, top right. 300, you know, top 350, top 500, top 200, and Trey It's now Indiana's coaching staff has done a great job in-person recruiting, and that's where they've you know, landed some of these guys. Now it's time, as Tom Allen would say, it's time to finish. They need a closer to come in and close some of these recruitments out, get secure the commitments, and build this class up. And, you know, I'm not worried about the 2022 class ranking right now, which is 74 because they only have one commit. Um, but, you know, if you could land, they, they have 12 guys coming in. If you could land half of them in June, you're in great shape. If you can land more than that, um, they've done an amazing job of, you know, getting guys on and, and getting commitments. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm, uh, you know, Mullen's brother, uh, that's, that's one that you kind of looked at as an outside chance. Well, maybe, you know, his brother's here, if he likes it, then maybe, and, the more that Taiwan has has been in Indiana and the more you've seen from him and, and how great he's been so far in his career and how much he appears to love Indiana University and playing football for IU, you, know, you kind of start to get, well, maybe, maybe we can get his brother. Maybe we can. And the closer we're getting to, to him, you know, making a decision, uh, the more that starts to set in as a real reality that I use got a real shot to land him. And uh, the more Mullins we can get at Indiana, the better, uh, because uh, that appears to be a special family athletically. So, um, you know, getting him would be tremendous. There's, uh, there's guys on both sides of the ball that, that you'd be really excited about to have at Indiana. So um, obviously, you know, we'll cover, those visits when they happen uh, and of course hope that we're able to cover some commitments from those visits. Yes. Uh, I, think, I think that just from the outside looking in, it would be hard for a kid that was interested in, the, in Indiana to meet 
Charlton Warren, Devin McCullough, Nick Sheridan, Tom Allen, uh, you know, Coach Peoples, uh, Coach Hiller, Coach Hurd, you know, the staff that Indiana currently has, it would be hard for me uh, to think that all that many guys that are already, you know, really interested in IU because they're taking visits would come to campus and, you know, be able to, to say, no, that that's not great for me. But obviously we're, we are not 17, 18 year old kids. So yeah, impossible to get into their minds, but uh, I like Indiana's chances to, to really land some terrific players and keep building this program because that's, that's what IU has to do. They've got to continue to stack recruiting classes on top of each other, develop those recruits, keep your culture in place. That's how you turn yourself, you know, somewhat slowly but uh, surely from a four and eight program to a five and seven to a seven and five to ultimately where the Hoosiers want to go which is you know competing for the Big Ten championship that's how you do it with the recruiting stacking classes one year after the next yeah and it's gonna be I'm excited for June which is why on April 1st we're talking about June uh, is that it, it, it could be a, a real special time for, for Indiana football and, and their fans and the coaching staff uh, and, the, and the players as well. So, TJ, before we get out of here, uh, what are your final thoughts on, you know, spring practice and what are you looking for or looking forward to seeing uh, during the next 10 days while IU wraps up practice? And then what do you want as we get into fall camp down, down the line in, in July? What's one thing you need to see uh, from Indiana football? The obvious answer for everybody is going to be the quarterback position. Uh, in fall camp, you want to see a healthy Michael Penix. That being said, uh, outside of the obvious, I'm very interested in seeing how the wide receiver position, you know, kind of works itself out. Indiana has a lot of bodies. Uh, that, that I think are very talented. Ty Fry Fogel, certainly the leader of the group. After that, I think that there are legitimate question marks about, you know, who's going to step in to what fill your shoes? Who is going to be the next outside targets? I think there's really good answers there. I just don't know what they are going to be. And I'm very interested to see how that group plays out. Uh, and then the, the second thing that I'm interested in seeing is, who steps up and turns into a legitimate, you know, problem pass rusher. Uh, being able to consistently beat your man one-on-one -on -one is something that the Hoosiers have, that it's just really hard to find those guys. Uh, I think Ryder Anderson could be that player for Indiana. Um, but, you know, we've thought that about guys before. So um, I'm interested to see if anybody can step up on the defensive line again, Lots of talented options, but IU needs one or two of those players to really uh, insert themselves into the um, kind of the all Big Ten team defensive end conversation for IU to, to think about reaching their ceiling. Yeah, I think, you know, most important uh, to, to me, you know, you said it, quarterback health. Uh, and I think, you know, kind of off the field stuff is continuing to get into the weight room and and building up these players. I think that that hurt them, especially in the bowl game after the two week COVID break. But I think it also hurt um, 
kind of hurt players' development, especially along the offensive line, that they couldn't work out like they were used to uh, in, in a normal non-pandemic year. So that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing them hit the weight room and get back to normal, see Aaron Wellman with at, at 100% capacity uh, and things like that. Because he – look, IU, they didn't wilt down down the – down the stretch in a lot of games. And I think that's a, a big credit to, to coach Wellman and, and his staff, but you could definitely tell in the bowl game that the, who was affected by COVID and who wasn't. And that's not a knock on the staff or anything like that. Anytime you, you're in season, you miss two weeks, you, you're done um, in terms of conditioning, especially going down to Florida where it's 80 degrees uh, for the bowl game and not playing in three weeks a month and it really took its toll especially early on in that game but once IU got rolling in the second half they just they ran out of time and and and, and downs uh for the, for, for the most part but that's what I'm most looking forward to I think going into the fall um health is going to be be the biggest concern and, and the offensive line can this offensive line develop into an offensive line that can open up holes for the run game uh and protect the quarterback because uh, those are I think the two most important things to improve on and on offense is protecting the quarterback, making sure that they're not getting hit uh, every play. If you go back and watch the, the Ohio State game, it looks like Michael Penix had a, a Ohio State player on his back every throw, and it's amazing that he threw for almost 500 yards. And then the run game needs to do, you know, they need to open up holes in the in the run game, and it not to just be a complimentary. Uh, aspect of the offense, but to, you know, kind of go along with the passing and make people think, oh, hey, they're going to run and not just out of the wildcat uh, and, and things like that, but actually have a threat on the ground for big plays uh, in, in the run game as well. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be very beneficial to the offense. <laughs> Having a, you know, you hate to mix sports metaphors, at least I do, but having a home run hitter um, in the backfield would be uh, terrific. And I, I, you know, I really am excited to see how the running back room sorts itself out. As everybody knows, I'm a you know, irrationally big fan of Charlie Spiegel, but, um, you know, I, I think that the realistic candidates there of Tim Baldwin uh, and Samson James you know, I think that both of them have a lot to prove, and I'm sure they're both very hungry to to show to the coaches that they deserve, you know, Stevie Scott's carries. Um, yeah. You also have two freshmen coming in who should be very, very good and have the speed to be breakaway guys yeah. who, you know, it'll be interesting because Mike Hart, one of the things I did not like about Mike Hart's coach was that he – just rode Stevie Scott and didn't let Samson James or Ronnie Walker or, you know, after Tim Baldwin had his big game, it looked like Tim Baldwin just disappeared. Like it, it, these complimentary backs didn't get into a rhythm even when they had success. And that's maybe Delling McCullough. And he's had, you know, success with that in the past at IU when he had, Tevin Coleman and Stephen Houston and Divine Redding uh, and D'Angelo Roberts all on the same, you know, the, the same squad. And he, he got them carries and 
And, you know, you don't get 2,000-yard running backs in the, in the same same year by just handing the ball off to one guy. Yeah, Jordan Howard was the workhorse, but Divine Redding also had some games where he he played well. And, you know, in 2014, he had uh, D'Angelo Roberts was complimentary to Tevin Coleman, uh, especially after the fact we learned that, that Tevin had the sickle cell anemia that you need that second back, especially, you know, especially in the big 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, the freshman running backs that are coming in, running back's a position that you can contribute as a freshman, you know, it's not a guarantee at all, but you certainly can. There's not some huge learning curve uh, for, for running backs to come in and, take a long time to be able to contribute. You're, you're going to improve throughout your time, but you can step on campus and, and one month later be able to take four or five handoffs in a game and do something with them. Uh, yep. So those guys are going to get their shot if they earn it. Yeah. All right, TJ, that does it for today's podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure talking football with you. And hopefully we'll get another podcast out here shortly we'll start talking about some national news uh, concerning college football as we head into the summer months uh, and get our previews started absolutely yeah it, uh, the off season's always you know terribly long with college football but uh, hang in there everybody will get through there and hopefully have a quote-unquote normal season in 2021 to look forward to yeah, we'll see. Thanks for joining us uh, and keep following us on HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter as well at Hoosier underscore Huddle. And uh, football will be here. Um, the preseason will be here uh, shortly. And we'll get you all ready for uh, a fun lead up to the 2021 football season. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. 
Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. 